Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Netflix Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. And we're here today with a very special guest, uh, sound effect extraordinaire, Mike Calcagno. <laughs> and what is that one, Mike? Helicopter. Helicopter. You know he what that only, sounds like? And he, only, he only speaks through. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something else. Two helicopters. Did you, wait, did you just say Michael... I said Mike Calcagno. Oh, because uh, we could have fooled him Michael Winslow if you just said Michael. Oh, well, that was your mentor, right? This is, he taught you all his best yeah. stuff. Uh, but hold on. that Your helicopter, do it again real quick, sounds just like the aliens in Signs when they talk to each oh, other. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, which is on brand for what we're talking about today. It but does. That's another thing, another observation, Stephen looks exactly like the director of this movie. <laughs> Or at I least from like the oh my god, least, you know, I do kind of. If it was like make a character in a video the, game, you would. The be movie him. that we're talking about today, since Dennis has done a great job of telling everybody, I is, haven't told uh, him yet. First, is, we're gonna do plugs. It's <laughs> the movie we're talking about today is Bob Lazar, Area Fifty One and Flying Saucers. Is that yes, the, is that the second part of the title? Little little lengthy for a title. Uh, it's real lengthy for in a my title. Opinion. It could just um, be Area Fifty One. There probably is already a documentary. Just Bob Lazar. They, it should just well, Bob Lazar. I don't know. Then people are gonna be like, "What's it about?" I don't know. Yeah. How about just Bob Lazar Area Fifty One? How about just make up That's a name for the documentary that doesn't need to be. Never mind. Well, I you just think that but flying saucers is a little too much, you know? Uh, I got gotcha. you. I understand. <laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, you're not actually a sound effects guy, or maybe you will be now after this discovery today. But uh, you're stand-up comedian, podcaster, producer. Plug something, man. Uh, at Mike Cags on Instagram and Twitter. Also, please follow Laugh Track Films on YouTube and uh, any. I think any platform. Really, tw- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Laugh Track Films. Laugh Check Track them Films. Out. They got some really great uh, content out there. I've Dennis Rooney's in them. Ooh. In one couple, no, one. I've been in at more? least two. No, just one. Twelve. Right. You'll get me in another one. He's okay. got an entire series you don't even know about. I've been I filming you more. in your sleep. You've been bowfingering him into <laughs> every movie. <laughs> Underrated movie. You ever see Bowfinger? That movie, no. I did I'm not get that movie when I was a kid. And then I watched it when I got older, and I was like, this movie's amazing. Like, Never seen it's it? It's so brilliant. What's the finger movie with Tom Green? Freddy, Freddy got, got fingered. That's the one that I saw. Freddy got bowfingered. The next crossover. Yep. Oh, God. Bring a lot of careers back. So, uh, so Bob Lazar, Area Fifty One, and Flying Saucers. Um, it's it's a documentary, uh, and now I would like to enter into our segment, um, the worst way to describe this movie. What's, What's the, the worst way to describe this movie? Oh yeah. I would say one of the worst ways to describe this movie is pretty much a shifty nerd tries to convince us that he's not trying to convince us that aliens exist and he's worked around them and shit. Uh, <laughs> Bob Lazar is very... Uh, he's okay. like he's soft-selling everybody on the idea that he worked on spaceships. Yes. Underplaying it? Soft-selling. Not underplaying it. Because he's like serious about it. But he's like... Either you buy it or don't. I'm not just. I'm not gonna make a documentary about it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Mike? It's a guy that thinks he saw Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair, Stephen. Um, 
what I would say the okay the worst way to describe this movie is um, I would say this is the strangest Tom Waits spoken <laughs> word album. <laughs> I have a different musical reference for the... Uh, what Steven's referring to is these weird intercuts in the movie, but narrated by the, a very yeah. gravelly Mickey Rourke. Can I yeah, change it's, mine? It's Mickey Rourke trying to do his best Tom Waits. What did I say? I said, I said uh, a guy that thinks he's a Bigfoot. How about a guy that worked for Bigfoot? Works yeah, for Bigfoot. Because that's more better. accurate, yeah. no, right? That's more that's accurate. accurate. Yeah. That's more accurate. Bigfoot would be the worst boss. <laughs> you can never see where he is exactly. I think that's him across the room. <laughs> he's just oh, always he's, blurry. He's just always blurry. Like he's not in again today. Jesus, <laughs> how does that happen? These guys always off. I haven't seen off. him ever actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> it's like footprints. Charlie, Charlie from Charlie's Angels, but it's Bigfoot coming in through the intercom. All right. So, uh, a real way to describe this movie, though, essentially, Bob Lazar is a self-proclaimed physicist, amongst other things, who back in '89, I believe it was, came forward on TV in a series of interviews where he claimed to have worked at Area 51, aka S4, in Nevada and that he worked on and around nine alien flying saucers before leaving. And basically his thing was that he just... It's a crime to not let the world know that this technology exists. It's almost less about aliens than him just saying, like, this. people need to know the truth. Yeah. Not about aliens at all, which is frustrating. In a way, it's not, especially because Area 51 flying saucers, these are all things that are synonymous with aliens. And that's pretty I mean, much he the talks whole... About, he talks about that this technology... Must be from another world, right? But it's impossible not like to be made on Earth. Impossible to be made on Earth. But he says it's not like he's like. And then I hung out with some aliens, and they said, "What's up?" Right. Like <laughs> he never, he never encountered aliens. Yeah, he, he said he saw one, but then literally four minutes later, he went, "Nah." We'll we'll get to that. Well, I, mean, I do want I do want to talk about then, that. He saw one, and then like fifteen years later, he went, "Nah." Oh, I'm well, talking about... But the, in the movie, yes, it was four yes, minutes later. Right. The, the big thing is, I think that we're trying to point out, is that this guy seems fairly credible. This isn't like a lunatic. He seems like a... And it seems that possibly there's been actual uh, people discrediting him to maybe make his voice uh, seem untruthful. That's the weirdest way to phrase it. But uh, long story short, I'm, I'll start us off. I'm going to say stream this movie... Okay. Although you could fast forward through all those weird Mickey Rourke intercuts. They really, <laughs> wow, talk about a strange thing to fill out a 90-minute documentary. Yeah. Um, this is, if you have any interest in uh, aliens or, or even just suspicions of the government or if you're a conspiracy theorist at all, I'd, I'd say check out this movie, but it does have its faults. The voiceover thing. Yes. It's, they filled time with the voiceover because this, how, how can you stretch out a guy talking about Area 51 and flying saucers for so long. You need a Mickey Rourke. You need something to help out the weirdos in the audience who are like, I don't really want to hear him. I just want to see purple aliens intercut. Yeah. Because a lot of the terminology that it's repetitive. So Bob Lazar, hold on, I got to look at this here. Um, He says reactors a lot and propulsion. reactor. Too much. You need the voiceover. I don't. I don't. I like the voiceover that it's in there. I like that it, it was needed. Really, I feel you liked it was needed. It. Yeah, I needed some guy cursing. I need so pass or fail. Are you? Yeah. Are you a streamer or are you a streamer? Stream You're a streamer. I'm wow. a streamer. It. Um, I'm okay. very surprised at that. Mike Calcagno, uh, I consider you a cornerstone of logic and reason, and I consider you a skeptic. 
which you, which maybe you, I don't know. All right. Okay. We'll get to I want to be. I'm not intelligent enough to do that. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna preface my uh, <laughs> I'm gonna preface my my decision on stream it or downstream it with this, which is, um, I love things about aliens. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Steven's eyes just got bright and wide. <laughs> I I I have literally watched. Like almost every terrible documentary about aliens, okay? From like, there's a movie called The Hidden Hand. There's one called like Under. Or that's there's one that's called like Dis- that's about the Disclosure Project. There's just I've I've watched so many documentaries. I watch Ancient Aliens a ton. <laughs> that's the meme guy. That's the meme guy. That's the meme guy. Uh, and and uh, and I love. Alien documentaries. Don't stream this movie. Whoa! Uh, this is going to be a hell of an episode. So everybody. we'll get back into it with that. But uh, we're going to hit the break, and we'll be right back. This story is extraordinary, especially if it's true. And it all started in the desert, just north of Las Vegas. A local scientist who's worked at Groom Lake said to be where top secret weapon systems have been tested over the years. He has asked that his identity be shielded. Exactly what's going on up there. What's going on up there could be the most important event in history. Physical contact and proof of, from another, another system, another planet, another intelligence. What would happen to you if the government learned that you were giving us this information? He just wanted to stay alive. Maybe this has been kept from us for a good reason. Sir, how do we know you are who you say you are? My name's Bob Lazar. I'm known for working at a classified base and reverse engineered alien spacecraft. And we're back. Okay, I have a question for the two of you that I feel like is gonna is gonna set off this uh, this entire discussion. I feel like we're being interrogated. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, no, you should be. Uh, are you aliens? I'm right not now. asking. Are you aliens? You've never said. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> we start talking to each other. <laughs> um, my question is: is is have you ever seen a UFO? Slash, have you ever been abducted by aliens? I feel like we're gonna give our answers, and you're gonna be like, "Cause I have <laughs> all the time." Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, oh, he's way over prepared for this, and I'm super <laughs> underprepared for this question. Okay, uh, I'll go first. <laughs> I have never been abducted by aliens, as far as I know, because I'm sure if they have the capability to do all this shit, they could men in black the memories out of my brain. Yeah. Second part, have I ever seen a UFO? Absolutely, because a UFO is just an unidentified flying object. Yeah. Oh, I live I live near JFK, man. All right. I <laughs> see these things all the time. I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's not that's not Aer Lingus or Delta. Yeah. Uh, for all you know. No, but I've I've also seen things alien. where obviously I'm like, that doesn't look like an airplane. That's moving uh-huh. in a weird way, but you know, it's there and then it's gone. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I can talk myself out of anything. <laughs> Me and Mike are too stupid for this shit. You're way smarter than I am. I think I, think about, about that. that. I don't know about that. Think about that. That's uh, <laughs> frightening. If you called us dumb and you're the smart one, that's bad. We're in a bad state. My answer. Yeah. I don't know. Ah. What happened to you? You don't know to both? <laughs> I don't know if I've been abducted. But once Rooney put... Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, what? Is that not a fair? No, that's fa- that's totally fair. 
I'm I excited happened. about what you're about to say about what I put. No, no, no. Well, once you once you put it into frame that it's an unidentified flying object, yeah. then yes, I've seen a UFO. Yeah. But the fact that I've been abducted, I don't know. Yeah. That's also like what kind if of I, what if I what if uh, this I'm on the ship right now. What if it's all a simulation? That's but that's see that's the thing about this entire movie. It's Bigfoot. This the we're, the aliens, Bigfoot. It's all you. You, you think talk, it's connected? You could talk about it forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. Well, because it's also and it's also like it's also something we don't know wrapped in a government conspiracy. Sure, wrapped in like. The uncovering of a thing that may or may not... So it just becomes one of these things where it's like, even when you don't find what you're looking for, people that are super into this... uh, They probably uncover other crazy things just as happenstance from the research. Oh, no, this is... See, this is the thing is, is that I have, like... Like, I have experience talking to these people. I... To UFO people, you got to answer the question. For, by the way. Yeah, for my, the I'm gonna, I'll answer, answer the question, then I'll get to the yeah, UFO yeah. people thing. Is uh, my answer is is I don't think so. Uh, Sounds like there's a story behind that answer. Though. My story is this: is that I have a vague memory of being a little kid and being in the car with my mom, and we're driving through like a cornfield area, and I grew up in Ohio and Illinois, and. I think it would have been when we were living in Illinois and we drove around a lot um, like to go see family and stuff like that. And I have this vague memory of like being on a, being on a road that was going to corn on both sides and then bright lights. And then I woke up in the car and we're still going and stuff like that. How old were you? Uh, I had to have been like nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have been Days like ago. I had to have been like five or six. Okay. Um, and I remember looking. I like the memory that I have is looking out of the back of the car and seeing something go from the road into the into the uh, cornfield, like something, mm-hmm. some movement. Now, do I think that was aliens? No, I think that I was a small child who fell asleep in the car and then woke up. Okay. Uh, could it have been aliens? I mean, yeah. Like everything could be. You're aliens. literally. Hold on. I just want to put this in a frame. <laughs> Stephen was asked the question: Has he ever seen? Well, we'll ch- your answer. Your answer is kind of answering the question: Have you ever seen an alien? And you said one time when I was five, <laughs> I was in a car, and I saw something that I didn't recognize go into a cornfield really fast. <laughs> That's so to answer your question, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the actual object, or did you see what it caused? Meaning, like the cornfield got brushed. No, like I, I remember it being. I remember something where what what I have a vague memory of in my head. This was, is also a scene from Signs. Remember where you? No, said no, the I know. Like, slip like, into and the... it very well may just. Want to talk about Signs? I it love may that movie. Just, <laughs> It may just be made up in my head. Like, I think it's just made up in my head. Probably because there's a like, it left an impact. In though. all honesty, in all honesty, there's a lot of my childhood I don't remember. Um, big drinker. I want like, uh, It's not even big toddler. drinker. It's just one of the, like I know people who were like at my seventh birthday party they did X Y Z and I'm right. like I don't remember being seven. I don't remember. Like shit I on the don't same way. remember anything from when I was a kid, and 
so there's there's always this moment when you start when you watch a lot of alien things or when you look at a lot of alien documentaries or anything like that where people are talking about like lost time and stuff like that and i'm like i have like years that are lost from when i was a child like i remember most things i don't have like lost time where i'm like hanging out in my car and then i just wake up at yeah you know i wake up three days later or something like that mostly because i don't drink anymore but <laughs> like like people talk about that but like so like maybe i had lost time when i was a kid but i think mostly i was just aloof and yeah. add and not paying attention right well i, um, I also uh, i believe that you have an experience you remember that experience and then every time you remember that you remember the memory yeah, yeah. so it gets lost and lost and yeah. i don't remember mickey Rourke well, also, narrates that film memory is a <laughs> Yeah. Memory is a woman across a desert plain, and you remember her. I didn't. You don't. I didn't listen <laughs> to the voiceover to any of those voiceovers. You treated it like a commercial. You muted it. I didn't mute it, but like the moment those voiceovers started happening, here's my. This is my problem with the movie, like as a whole, and it's the reason why I say don't stream it. Is that like, like alien documentaries are? I've watched so many of them. And then I also have experience talking to these people because I went to, for when I was working at Vice, I produced a piece called uh, The Real X-Files. And where we were... Porno? Uh, <laughs> yes. And what we did was, was that we took this guy who was, he's like a professional skeptic. He writes for Skeptic Magazine, which is a thing. And he like debunks things. Great guy to have at a party. And he was uh, <laughs> one of the most annoying people I've ever met. Yeah, heard. I'd imagine that. No, no, no. Like the he kind of guy where it's things. like I, I hung out with Any him. Any topic? Like, I hung out with him for like three days. Mm-hmm. The guy never stopped talking, ever. We had a, you we hate had a that drive. too. Steve's no, no, like, yeah. I'm that yeah, guy. I can't no, see no, you being This that. is the thing. This Near is the that. thing is that he, talking about not that interesting things, nonstop talking driving from Albuquerque to Roswell. Oh, that's awful. All it is is desert. I don't How know what that is. That? It's like a Albuquerque, New it's Mexico. It's like a three-hour right? drive. Ugh. And the Stephen's guy... like, I told him my story about seeing an alien in a cornfield. He was like, I don't think that happened. And then there was... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, but what, with that guy, we were. I was in Roswell, New Mexico for the International UFO Festival. Oh. Um, and I didn't think it was going to be like that. See, these July 4th weekend... With. July 4th weekend, International UFO Festival. The hilarious thing is is that you hear that and you think, because they, they have an International UFO Museum there. And uh, it's not a very good International museum. International House of Pancakes. And That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yes. I, I met a, a bunch of people who not only believe in aliens and research this stuff, but also like people that are abductees, people that are like, and some of them, you're like, you're you're medically not sound. Yeah. Like you're something mentally ill. You're mentally there are deficiency in your There um, are some brain. people where you're like something happened to you. I don't know what. Some people you're like I don't believe you. You're trying to sell something. Um but the hilarious thing about Roswell, New Mexico is is that all that place is is a fucking like the International UFO Festival. There's nothing in Roswell. And so it's all they got is that an alien maybe crashed there one time in the 50s. And so, hilariously, like, you go to the Roswell UFO Festival, it's like if a little town had, like, their thing was blueberries. And it was, like, the Blueberry Festival, where there's just, like, stuff... There's just, like, the same stuff you would see at any town. Yeah. But instead of, like, a little, like, blueberry jam, 
it's like uh it's like a little figurine of an alien. Yeah. And the whole town is built around that. Kitschy alien shit. It's just kitschy alien shit. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys something. Do you believe in aliens? And when I ask this, I mean like not just that there's maybe some form of life somewhere out there in the universe. I mean like do you think aliens re- exist and regularly visit the planet and fuck around or do anything like that? Like do you believe that anybody on this planet has been abducted by aliens? Damn it. Because I do. <laughs> I do. Damn it. I think too many... It's, it's, I know that when you see smoke... There's not always fire. I know that's a popular saying where there's smoke, yeah. there's fire. But that's not always true because there's smoke machines. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, and there are cases where like... My smoke you, machine went on fire. Oh. <laughs> now we got a conundrum. My, my now we've opened Pandora's box. Lit on fire. Uh, but yeah, I just think so many people, so many stories that sound similar. There's, I think there's got to be something there. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't. I think there... Yes. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're on Earth. You don't think they come nah, around? I don't think they're on Earth. Do you think they just see us and they're nah, like... Yeah, it's so different. They watch from afar. The one interesting thing that I liked about this specific movie was that he could, Bob Lazar could be lying. I'm, am I too loud? Bob no. Lazar could be, he could be lying 100%. Uh-huh. But there were some facts that he was describing about the flying saucers that were like, wow, yeah, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing where like how it it, it the propulsion is anti gravity. Ma- he kind of did a great job of uh, explaining that to, like to a five year old. You know, to, yeah. To use that phrase, you talking uh, about the yeah, like him him saying like brilliant. the bowling ball and the hand and brilliant. Like, he draws the flying saucer. I'm like, this looks pretty. I mean, it looks. Here's the thing. It looks cliche. But aren't most cliches cliche for a reason? You know what I mean? It looked like a flying saucer. Yeah, that, it made that part, part kind of lost me. I was like, this guy's drawing a UFO, really? And, and then he, he signed it? I was like, yeah. I want that. I want that piece of paper, man. <laughs> so, That's cool. It's a Bob I, Lazar I, original. I don't think they're on Earth because I just don't think that the two can mix. Like, I, they, they can't get here. We can't get there. It's different It's different universes. Never ever? You don't think we can ever uh, reach other planets? No. Oh, other, <laughs> other planets? Well, presuming that they live on, they have a home, Michael. Well, isn't the universe, like, aren't we one galaxy? We are a solar system in a galaxy, but the universe is everything, everything. And the universe is constantly expanding. There's multiple universes. Right, so... Well, well there's multiple galaxies. We're in, the, we're in the Milky Way galaxy. Okay. And then there are other galaxies outside of the Milky Way galaxy. And we can't get there. Well, we can't even get to other solar systems. Right, yeah. so what makes the, um, another life form able to come here? We don't we, They can't. The, I it. mean, the idea behind the flying saucer. <laughs> what makes sense to me? <laughs> we should ask Bob Lazar. Well, the things that the things that he's talking <laughs> that like Bob Lazar is talking about because one of the big problems with one of the giant problems with space travel is that there's a certain point in uh, there's a certain point with fuel where it's like you're starting to have to carry fuel to propel fuel. Yeah, and at that point, That's, like yeah. the weight Taking ratio the, yeah. doesn't function correctly. It's not effective. It's it's completely ineffective. Um, the engine design system that he's talking about makes it effective. Yeah, because there's no fuel. It's zero point energy where you're pulling energy from. Uh, you're pulling energy from like antimatter. Yeah, kind of thing. Which why I did find that cool. Yeah, and but that like, was very interesting. 
what if the aliens like what if our planet has water and they can't be near water? So that's it. They don't signs work. again? Again, really? No, is that's that War of the Worlds. That's oh no, science is, is water. Yeah. Science what is, is it water. in War of the Worlds? How do they die? War of the War Worlds, Worlds is microbes. Oh yeah, that's right. Tiny little uh, tiny little well, microbes kill. It's also the big problem with a lot of those alien type movies is the idea of they're smart enough to do interstellar travel and all this stuff, and they have such advanced technology, but they don't know what's gonna k- like the thing with science. Which again, I do love that movie, but mm-hmm. these aliens don't realize that they're going to a planet that's 80% covered in something that's poisonous to them and it's also in the atmosphere at all times. And isn't it like a... Yeah. It, <laughs> couldn't they not open doors? Wasn't that like one of the jokes? I was okay with that. <laughs> 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 they have trouble with doors, man. I don't know. Uh, so wait. I've been there. I've been, so I've, you, I've been there. You do we, believe in aliens. We, no, I've been there where I can't open a door. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. We've all been there. Well, I've been there. If you're at an apartment, you know... I, I've, if you have your door locked right now, I don't, you I know what's particularly tricky? Keys. I have, I have my keys color coded. I've had everything color coded. But my like you ever, get cans. A, you ever get a key in a, and you just can't turn the key, and, yeah. then someone, and you know it's that key, and you, someone comes over and they do it immediately. Aliens. <laughs> aliens Hillary stepping Clinton. in and Hillary fucking Clinton. with us on our day to day. She's an alien. <laughs> Who was an alien? Um, that we know. See, Who's I think your idea of aliens now? visiting us is the Men in Black thing, where it's like they live amongst us in human suits. That's what you were asking me, no? No, you're not ask- saying do they live among us, but do they come down here and like abduct people? Do you think people no, get abducted I don't think on they the regular? Right I don't think they can get here. You don't think they're getting here at all? No. So you don't believe Bob Lazar then? No. Okay. Um, he puts on a good show. He does. He's uh, very. Was, if someone says big words. They're gonna fool me, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get to me. I. Uh, my. He thing, said too many of the same big word. That was my issue. My thing with. Uh, <laughs> my thing with aliens is that like. I'm still in the position of like. Like I just don't know. I I leave myself open. What I the things that I the things that I do know, are that it's like. People, people definitely see stuff in the sky. People definitely there is there is definitely such a thing as uh, as uh, like abduction syndrome, where people at minimum yeah. think, feel, believe it, yeah, believe wholeheartedly that they have been abducted. And in certain scenarios, the reality is is that they're like they think that. No matter what you could ever tell them, they think it's real. Yeah, you're not going to convince yes. them otherwise. And, yeah. and I don't... And the thing that I don't know is, is, I don't know. Do I think that there's a massive, like, government conspiracy cover-up of all of this stuff? Uh, not really. You don't think the government's covering up no, stuff? No, no, I think the government's co- covering up stuff. It's just that it would make more sense to me... That there's a bunch of special projects, that there's amazing technology that nobody wants to release to anybody because they don't want it to become a common thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, because of economic reasons or because of military reasons or whatever. I just don't know if any of that's alien. So you're just not, well, in particular to this documentary, you are not convinced that uh, Bob Lazar's claim that this has to be otherworldly technology is true. Yeah could just be super well they always say that like the government's always 20 years ahead technologically but they don't you know i've heard that i don't believe it you don't believe that no um can i interrupt yeah no so say whatever you want. we could spoil right now 
Yeah, no, we're in the... One thing, can I just insult you a little bit real quick? Oh, sure. Okay, this is the same guy, though, who, like, the day before we found out that our phones were listening to us, we're like, no, why would they do that? <laughs> Probably. I don't know if it's true, but that's Maybe, what I, I might be too excited to get to th- <laughs> I might be too excited to get to this point. That might Good be job, why. Sorry, I sorry. might just be saying no to you, but I could be agreeing with you. I don't, I'm so very sorry. I'll, it's okay if you don't want me back. Um, You're very excited. <laughs> The first shot we see of Bob Lazar present day, he has a Band-Aid on his right arm. Okay. That doesn't... What are you... What's your what point, though? Have you guys ever had a Band-Aid on your arm? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I mean... Yeah. No, no right? Yeah. No. Sure. Sure. Especially if you just leave, like, a hospital or something. A lot of times, they, after they give he you a shot, He had it on the, on the, the, on the front, uh, between his wrist and his elbow, Band-Aid. So just, this makes just him let an the wound unreliable narrator. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing you're latching on to. Yeah, you're wasting a bandaid on your on your forearm. That's what it was. It was his forearm. Yeah. What if it was just like a? <laughs> what if it was like a tiny swastika tattoo? They're like, yeah, you should cover that up. <laughs> <in the document." laughs> I don't know if that's gonna go over well with our viewers. That's um, my that's my biggest beef is the present day Bob Lazar. So you just didn't trust him, really, though. You. Yeah, because I literally from the moment you saw him, you were like, "Nope, <laughs> isn't that a thick thing? Don't you size?" Well, hey, up? Bob Lazar does have a bit. When they dropped the prostitution ring thing in the middle of the documentary, yeah. oh, did yeah. anyone else be like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck? Are yeah. we talking what? That shifty nerd ran yeah, house." I didn't. I didn't understand that at all. I didn't understand. There's a lot of it that does make sense to me, where I'm like, and I do believe. This is my thing is, is I believe that he worked at that facility. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to not believe that he worked at that facility. In the same way that's like, you know, he he worked at Los Alamos. He worked at these different places. Is that yeah. it becomes one of these things where it's like, I don't really give a shit about any of that. Um, I think that like the more interesting discussion that this movie touched on but didn't like get into was... Uh, if the military has technology that is that can revolutionize the way that life is, w- why don't we have it? Yeah. Well, it's also they want to make the money. So why? So, but it's not like they're making mo- it. Like, like the thing is, is that if you had technology that could do the things that he's talking about. And maybe it's a matter of, like, you can't replicate it. You can't do it at scale. You can't do it at whatever. But it's just one of those things where it's like the government has has been known and corporations have been well known throughout um, throughout American history to, like, pull patents on stuff where it's like this is a, like this is dangerous for the for the U.S. consumer and they just classify patents completely or they shut down operations on so they shut down you know some kind of operation on you know oh somebody's researching how to have like a home unit that makes biofuels out of algae that you know could cost at consumer prices could cost like you buy it for $1000 and you never have to buy heating oil ever again right you can heat your home forever the thing will just work and con- funding gets cut for it because you just end up at this place where it's like Mike's looking at me crazy right now. What's wait, up, Mike? Hunt funding? <laughs> huh? No, I just messed up a word. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't even catch you. You can't say that on this podcast. Man. I'm. You can believe it out. Uh, Plus, I'm sure they'd be fully funded. All right, come on. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. But they, uh, 
but like they'll cut funding on something completely. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's where no, it was. for a second I was like, wait, they no longer receive funds, Mike. Yeah, they <laughs> no longer receive funds. But um, but they'll 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 kill a program simply because it's like. You know, basically, it's like the oil and gas industry will hear about a program and then lobby the government to be like, you got to kill this other, like, you yeah. should cut funding to this other program. And then the senator, whoever, cuts it out of a bill and it just, it loses its funding and the research never gets done. And, like, these are the types of things where it's like when the military does it a- in secret, I always do have these moments where I'm like, why? I always kind of have this moment where I'm like, w- like, if the military is 20 years ahead of everybody else, then why don't like just just give the technology? Like just why couldn't they the, find Bin Laden? Just do the thing. <laughs> like like give us the technology to do different stuff. Why does it always have to be this like weird setup? I think that is a good point, actually. Though they should have found Bin Laden twenty years ahead of the nine eleven no, attack. No, but like if their technology is twenty years ahead of time, you're telling me that in twenty years we still won't have something that could just I don't know. Fine. I know there's a lot of caves where he was. Whatever. I. You've made he me wasn't think, in Mike. caves, wasn't that's, he? Oh no. yeah, that's right. He was in, he his was house. in a fucking a, like yeah. big ass house yeah. in Pakistan. That entire thing was that was the moment where it was like, why can't we find Bin Laden? And it's that that's the moment where it literally was like, if if you look at it as the United States, it would be one of those things where it's like where it's like we know that this person is in Michigan, and we're gonna search all of Michigan for this person. And everybody's like, why can't you find him? And you're like, there's a lot of forest in the Upper Peninsula, and we think he's in the Upper Peninsula. And then you find out that he's actually living in like Kentucky. South Carolina. And it's like, and it's and it's just that moment of like, he's living. Dennis just stood up and I just knocked over, <laughs> knocked over the dog bowl, the dog bowl on the floor. What, I mean, what'd you expect? It's but just water. It's fine. It's fine. It'll dry. But uh, you're ruining my apartment. But it's yeah. fine. It's tile. Uh, That's because this argument doesn't hold water. I had fart, to make a statement. Oh, ah. he's quick. Oh. No, but with with a lot of the like the technology things and stuff like that, I think that Bob Lazar does a great job of talking about it. I have, I have, I I believe him in the respect of. Working at the place, seeing technology that doesn't quite make sense, not really knowing how to replicate it, not really knowing how it works, not really understanding it. Because there is a thing in human history that has, that's like, it's been documented from different times, is that it's like we lose, um, there, there's so many like things that we used to know how to do that we've lost the ability to do. like. Really? Yeah, and throughout history, there's kind of like when you start looking into like people talk about like ancient alien stuff. Or Wait, they talk like what? About, Give me an example. Uh, forced perspective, drawing. We can't do that anymore. No, no, no. We can now. They had to relearn it. Oh, in like the Renaissance, oh. it was one of those things where it was like, where it was like there, there are there are cave painting type of things. There are there's art that comes out of Africa and different places, and there's a time period where people knew how to do it and they were creating stuff that had forced perspective and then there's like a 500 year gap where nothing is forced perspective and then it comes back again and it's because I sure it didn't just like go out of style yeah it might have been a trendy at the moment I well the thing is is that it's they, they see this a lot in bell bottoms were like they that. see this a lot in um, <laughs> they see this a lot in tribes when when like when Western culture you meet it like they meet a tribe and they start trading and they start doing different stuff and what you end up with is is that it's like you know two generations ago they made fishing line out of leaves like they had leaves that were that were you know these like these 
long grass leaves and they would knot them together in the right way and it would make a fishing line that they could catch fish with. And why, then didn't they, they why didn't they use fishing line? Well, no. And then what happens is is that they meet white people. They get they start trading. They get a supply of fishing line coming in. And then two generations later, nobody knows how to make fishing line out of grass right. anymore. Yeah. It, and obsolete. nobody has. And so because it became obsolete. But then the problem becomes, what if you can't get fishing line now? Because they're in the middle of nowhere and they're a tribe that has now become accustomed to this fishing line. And then the fishing line doesn't come in. And then they all all starve because they don't know how to fish. How do we get white people back here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We got to fish them in. Got to open an Ethan Allen or something. (laughs) We got to do. Open a Starbucks. Okay. So everyone's a skeptic, it seems. Let me ask you guys. So it's kind of that thing that's like, I, I could also understand if there was. What I could easily understand is is like there's one guy who builds an engine who knows how to build it and is massively secretive about the entire thing and then he dies and he never told anybody how it works and you end up at this yeah. point and you end up at this place where it's like well how does it work and it's like well now we all have to sit yeah. and try to figure out how it figure works figure this shit out at and best so reverse engineer but like you're trying to reverse engineer somebody's thing because there was only one guy that knew how to make it and he didn't write it down as to how to build it, or he missed a step, or he did some kind of thing, and nobody knows how to build the thing. And so the thing is, that I think that something like that could be the case. Okay. I'm not saying that is the case, but it's mainly just, I just don't have any, there's no reason for me to doubt that he, or to not believe that he worked at that facility and that he worked on a thing. You know what would be funny if at the end of the documentary you found out that uh, S4, the place that he said he worked, was actually just like a Toyota factory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also think that it's funny at the like. Did you guys kind of laugh when he just like he makes fireworks now? Well, they never really told us like how he's making That's money now. Kind of funny. And they kind of drop things where like we find out that uh, you know he sells a uh, chemical supply or something like that to you know the FBI raids his home, which is the pinnacle of the movie. I want to talk about that in a minute about the FBI raid because that was kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we find out that he makes fireworks. For it's kind of fun. funny. Like my uncle makes fireworks. Really. Has no, he ever but been abducted? Yeah. I don't know. Has well, he worked on... i call him right now. Did he work with Bob Lazar? But I just like I find it like he's doing... Fi- like he was this Area 51 flying saucer. Well, employee. I guess when you're smart like that, you do get to have funner hobbies, though, because I can't make fireworks, but he can. Well, but he... I mean, all of his... I mean, one of, the things, one of the things that makes sense to me with him is is that he is... He is, and like his mom talks about it, where it's like he has always been a maker. He right. builds stuff. And so, if his mom knew that about him, why couldn't they? Because they kept they kept questioning his schooling. Well, just ask his mom. Yeah, but she could be lying too. Well, and that's and well, no, yeah. and that's where I think Mike's the, like moms don't lie, Dennis. The point that he is talking about that that like he that like Bob Lazar brings up Not in the Joni. movie is that he's like, why is everybody everybody pays attention to discrepancies in like college or discrepancies in you know where it's like this, that, or another, when you're not listening to the thing that I'm actually saying. Yeah, everyone trying to just discredit him. But also, what do you guys think about the schools not having a history of him being there? I'm not, that means nothing to me almost. I'm like, yeah, school files, but especially back in the day, those were probably paper files. Well, that's the thing. Shouldn't we it's be... It's all paper files in the 70s. Shouldn't we be trying to discredit him, though? Like, we're just going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll be skeptical and research and, you know, do background check and, like, check out his story, but... A lot of the things, at least, and this documentary is probably pretty one-sided. I'd like to hear the people who are very skeptical of him and have done research against him. But at least there's the, none, right? 
I mean, they wouldn't show it in the documentary. This is well, no, this pro is Bob Lazar. This entire thing is this entire thing, which like a lot of alien documentaries fall on this side of things where it's just it's an echo chamber of everyone who believes each other mm-hmm. talking to each other about the thing, and like with somebody like him, it it's kind of that moment where it's like I'm skeptical of I'm skeptical of the technology that he's talking about, right? Because it doesn't seem like it, it. It doesn't seem like it's a thing. Well, isn't that his whole point, though? Well, no, but like it's. I. I mean, like I understand that that's his whole point, but it's kind of this moment where it's like until you see, until the thing is in front of you and you would actually be physically working on it. It's kind of that moment where it's like, where it's like, look, I believe that you worked there. I believe that you worked on a thing, but like I can't fully believe that this is the thing you worked on. Right. Like, because you What's don't... What's his motive, though? He said it he himself. Like, his life, his life has been much harder <laughs> from doing this, you know? His... Well, he did an interview... Uh, I was on Netflix. He did an interview on... Uh, he did an interview with Joe Rogan a while ago. I haven't listened yes, to that. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I listened to it, it a little while ago. They did this podcast a month ago. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> um, and I listened, to, I listened to that, and one of the things that they talk about in that is, is that, like, he had... Just tell us if he did DMT or not, Steve. Yeah, did he? Uh, is he doing no. MMA now? Yeah, is he doing <laughs> MMA? Uh, no, but he's strength training. Yeah. So uh, he's on the right path. He's taking nootropics. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but he, uh, one of the things that he talks about is is that in the thing is that it's like basically he thought that like his wife at the time it was something where it was like his 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 first wife was having an affair. And with an alien, and he thought that the like like the people from his work were listening in on phone calls at their house, and they had found out about this affair. He thought he was gonna get like lose his job. He thought he thought something conspiratorial was going to happen to him, and that's why he started talking about all of these things was as like a safety net of that he was like somebody's just, like somebody's gonna off me, so I'm gonna have insurance on this thing, and I'm gonna and then. They fired him off the thing because he was talking to people about classified projects. And and that's when his whole life kind of like devolved into whatever. Mm. And like the doc doesn't really get into any of that and none of it gets into like like there's just like there's whole parts to this thing that feel missing and that feel unbelievable, you might say. No, it just it feels the glossed band-aid. over. <laughs> the band aid like, see? Yeah, the band aid. I want to ask you guys, has anything ever happened to you that was unbelievable that like you couldn't get people to believe, or at least most people wouldn't believe it, and you were like the only one to experience it? Yes. Let's hear it. What? I don't believe you. Two people were there, and myself, so three people, but you guys won't believe it. What is it? This is exactly what I want to hear. Yeah, tell me. All right. We're at Who my, are the two other people? My Does wife? it involve Bill Murray? <laughs> no, Bill Murray, but I, that'd be... That would be unbelievable. <laughs> my wife and my mother-in-law. My wife threw a pack of gum at me, and it landed in my pocket. I don't believe you. Threw it at you like straight on, or I like, was, a, like I a was standing. I was standing profile to her, and she chucked a pack of gum at me, and it went directly into my pocket. What kind of pants were you wearing? <laughs> Cargo. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just looking at what you're wearing now, and what I'm like, I'm looking, I mean, if you're wearing regular jeans I'm looking in today's at, look, fashion, there's the no. Thing. This it is might have been I'm looking at what shorts. you're wearing. I'm looking at what you're wearing now, and I don't believe you. Basketball shorts, I believe you. Yeah, I could believe that. <laughs> they're it's giant. Man, it was these pants right giant, now. <laughs> these pockets right now? Hell no. <laughs> oh my Hell no. god, we you're get lying. A these pants no, on the website. I don't know why you made up that story. I gotta think about a question like that. Sorry. Uh, no, I don't. Do you have one? Uh, no, I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything that's like that nobody would believe me about. Any kind of stories that I have like that at all are kind of like they're all like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, yeah, there's something to explain it away. Like I have, <laughs> like I have weird things that have happened, but like they make a hundred percent sense. Okay. Where it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like all of the weird things that I like all the things I'm thinking of right now are moments when I like saw somebody famous or when I like had some random occurrence happen or something like that where it's the kind of thing where it's like like I was outside when I was working at Vice I was at there were photo studios that were like shared the same building from a different company and I'm standing outside and I'm smoking a cigarette and an SUV pulls up and like Action Bronson. Well, no, it's like nine different people get out, and then I'm smoking, and I'm looking at my phone, and I look up from my phone, and I'm like, oh, that person looks a lot like Rihanna. And then I look down, and I look back up, and I'm like, oh, it is Rihanna. And it's because she's doing a photo shoot. Like, it makes perfect sense, Mm, but it's like, it's kind of like an unbelievable moment, but at the same time, it's purely believable. Yeah. That's a better story than mine. Both your stories are better than mine. I have have one more. I'm sorry. Can I tell it? What's yours? Let me get mine out of the way, and then we can rinse the taste of it out. One time I was in a room and a door closed by itself. <laughs> that's it. Seven, but that's more ghosts that's than That's a ghost aliens. encounter, which is, you, which is uh, what people would... Yeah. But also, like, I don't, I don't know. know. There's you, no windows I feel open. Like this is, I feel like this is... Uh, and it's slammed shut. This is your existence. Is like the biggest thing to ever happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> was the door closed? Like, is this... I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna point this out. Is this a metaphor for your entire life? Is just you sitting, doing nothing, and the door slams closed in your face. Doors of opportunity. Just yeah, all the doors I have, I have one of opportunity slam closed in your face. One question only. Yes. What kind of pants were you wearing? <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing. <laughs> Cargo shorts? My, I think it was in my underwear. Yeah, see, oh, there's yeah. the problem. It was like my, I was sleeping in the room at the time. And that, I, I'm going to let you know right now, that is because a ghost wanted to fuck you. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your better one? When I was seven, what is it called? Peewee football? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I told my coach I couldn't practice because I broke my back, <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't believe you. He didn't believe me at he, seven. Yeah, he wasn't mine. I can't believe that he wouldn't believe. Yeah. that you broke. No, the door closing thing—that's obviously people go to. I, I've experienced ghosts. You've experienced a ghostly experience. Everybody has, right? Don't don't have you? put on me that I have experienced. Oh, everybody has ghosts. a story. Everybody has a story. What's your story, Mike? No, this is we're talking about Bob Lazar. Oh, we're, we're talking about ghosts now. We can't get into this. Well, no, I mean, I, I think that it is one it's of on those... on video, too, by the way. It is one of those interesting things that's like, with something like Bob Lazar, is that there's always... The, the conspiracy theory mind is a very interesting thing. <laughs> like, Oops. personally, or just... It's a convenient thing a lot it's, of the time. Well, a lot of the time it's a convenient thing, but it's also just one of those moments where it's like... Where it's like everything... It, once a thing is a conspiracy, everything is a conspiracy, right. and everything is n- not above board, and everything is for some kind of reason or whatever. And like, I don't know, man. Like, there's so much of it that's just like, that's there's so much of it that feels like bullshit, 
and there's also so much of it that feels like that moment of like like I've talked to abdu- I've talked to people who have been who say they've been abducted by aliens and like they fucking believe it. Like they fucking believe Some it. Some people also and think that they're in a relationship with the Statue of Liberty. Who? Is yeah. It, a, that, what is that called when you when you're in love with an inanimate objects? It's, it's called something. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no. And there's people that like people have crazy bullshit happening. But the thing is, is that it's like when you talk to some of these people, it's one of these moments where it's like they truly are somebody where it's like something happened to you. Not. Yeah. And what? It doesn't mean yeah. that it's Bob Lazar might be the most intelligent out of all of them, and he did this. He made a Netflix thing. Well, and he, I mean, you know, they talk about it like they talk about it in the movie where it's like he doesn't really want to do this thing anymore. There's a bit of me that's like, yeah, like there, there is an end of the entire thing where I'm like, like with a lot of the alien stuff, a lot of the different like whether it's disclosure projects or like talking about these different things is that it does come down to this moment. that's like there's a lot of people who are like about to die, like they're getting to the age where they're going to die soon and we're probably going to learn a bunch of crazy shit. And whether it has to do with aliens or not, a lot of it is probably going to have to do with like crazy weird government programs because there's just so much money since the 1970s that has been funneled off into special projects. And you're going to end up with people that are like, you're going to end up with stories where people are like, where people are like, we don't need gasoline anymore. Yeah. And people are going to be like, why? And it's like, and it's like, I developed a thing in, you know, 1975 and they sequestered it and nobody's going to let you have it. But like I invented it in 1975 for the government and it's never going to come to be as a thing that anybody's going to get to use in their home. And it's just because like different companies or different things have just made stuff that that does that. And I think we have these whistleblowers like Bob Lazar to let us know that we're not being told everything and that we could have better lives. I want to. Don't you want to drive a spaceship? Don't you want to drive a fucking flying saucer? No. <laughs> no, no, wait. <laughs> no, I, I... You said that so... You said that like a French... Pro- no. Yeah, of, of course I'd want to, but... Uh, you know, Mike's I could... like, I can't afford one. No, not not, not that, but like... Are, are, are we... Shouldn't we not be able to know how to do that? What's that with I, you in this limiting thing? You're like, it can't happen, we can't do it. It's something we can't It's think. called progress. Okay, I, I, I hate <laughs> to keep harping on Bigfoot and stuff and all, you know, but it's... Bigfoot and aliens should be things we can't think of. Why can't? Why? What do you mean? Why? Because they're not technically real. Yeah, but there's. You ever hear the thing about like there's known unknowns and then there's unknown unknowns. So can't this yeah. fall into the category of a known yeah, unknown? But, okay, so he drew the cliche UFO thing. Okay. Shouldn't we not know what a UFO looks like? Well, but and that's been a <laughs> one of the contentious. <laughs> One of the am contentious I, am I things. wasting breath? Right? No, no, I kind of don't. This is I the mean, thing. There, that's one of the one of the contentious things within the UFO community and within the skeptic UFO community is that the the quintessential um, like science fiction. This is what a UFO looks like: the yeah. saucer design, the this, that, and other. Is that it's basically been like it's kind of been like implanted into our brains through media like that's one of the things about this documentary is the reason why i said don't stream it is that there's there's certain things in this documentary where i look at it and i'm like i'm like stop using like this is an amazing 25 minute short 
that got stretched yeah. into an hour Mickey and a Rourke, half. Yeah, and yeah. my reasoning that I have a problem with I that, agree is, with you on that is that stop using, like, because I've watched so many of these documentaries. Stop using B-roll footage of random alien stuff. Just zooming in on rocks. Doing like well, even if it's not (laughs) like like you can zoom in on rocks. I don't actually care. (laughs) So many shots. I don't. Well, no, but I don't care about like like if somebody takes a if somebody takes a a camera out to the desert on a clear night and shoots a time lapse where like like the Earth is stationary and you're seeing all the stars fly by. Like, I'm fine with you using that. What I'm not fine with is, like, you're now intercutting a bunch of, like, alien spacecraft 3D footage that you bought off of, like, Getty Images to fill up your movie. Yeah. Okay. And and that's the thing that I really had a problem with this movie about. And I have it with a lot of other movies, too, is that they all kind of take on this tone where it's, like, the way that you talk about aliens in a documentary is to make it look like it's like, like there's re- redacted files and there's yeah. this, that, and another, and there's like a look to these things that that every one of them takes on, and I don't quite understand why all of them look exactly the same, other than the fact that all the people who want to make a UFO documentary have watched all the UFO documentaries and then they ha- they made their own. Yeah, right, and. Oh. Yeah. And my, that my answer seems would to be just be my answer would just be uh, everyone's seen the same shit. That's what happens. That's what I mean at the beginning, where like I kind of believe this stuff because so many people seem to have the same story, and it could be a part of what you're saying, where people are repeating other people's stuff, they kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I also think it's more fun to believe. But uh, I don't know. So do I. Why is it fun to believe? No, I, I, I do. I, I think it's. I think you should believe. Oh, I th- oh, you said so do I. I thought you said why. No, no, yeah. Okay. Cut. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I, I do think that it's. It's way more fun to believe that there's stuff happening. Um, I think that it's way more like the whole thing is more fun if you're if you're in on the entire thing. Uh, I just don't fully believe that it's like. Like there are people that are there, there are people that are out there that are saying that there is a that basically there is there's a shadow government that is in contact with aliens that has like an ongoing like Stargate SG one style like we can and ha- like we have all of these things with other play like with other you know beings from other worlds and. I just don't. I don't believe that. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't believe that. You know, we're in touch, and I, I think there is a form of a shadow government, and by that well, I mean there it's is, just big government like, and yeah, they compartmentalize. It's a completely different thing. Um, just going back real quick to all that B-roll shit. You know what? I yeah, cut all that. Cut the Mickey Rourke, Jim Morrison poetry, and uh, just give me more interviews with friends and people. Give yeah. me more like give Ross, me, Rachel, Ed. Ed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> give me more interviews that give I more credit to him. I want to know Chandler him. Bing's like, I believe, take on this. <laughs> I would like to hear Chandler Bing talk about this. <laughs> Aliens? What? <laughs> so, yeah, because right. I think there's a good, it was well, not a good Chandler. Uh, there's a, I feel like there's some good concrete stuff that something's going on with Bob Lazar that people are maybe like, you know, trying to discredit him. I think there's some good proof in here. But yeah. I'd like to hear more of the friends be like, yeah, he's a regular dude. Like, he doesn't lie to me about it. Credit he him, yeah. Yeah, he's a credible guy. At one point, did they give him a lie detector test? Yeah. And he passed. 
Yeah, but George Costanza once said he's done a bunch of he's like over the years he's done lie detector tests. He's said different things, yeah. and but the thing is, is that people have like, you know, it's never enough though. It's be, do a lie detector test, it comes back good. They're like, well, any people could beat that. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? Well, no, and it's the same thing that's like, like it's hilarious to me because until, like I was mentioning earlier, like I don't fully believe until the thing is like present out there in the world where you could like, I could go see it or I read about how it's being developed and it's turning into, you know, some kind of product or some kind of thing. And the reason I don't fully believe it is simply because like we don't. I completely lost my train. <laughs> I'll say this: this whole movie could have been saved if he had just like kept a couple of pay stubs. Imagine if halfway through the film he goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, look at these. It's pay stubs with like an alien face on it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing a good job at hiding." The bone this at all. scanner thing was pretty cool. Bone scanner thing was pretty fucking cool. Have you mean. guys ever seen one of those things? What? No, oh. yeah, I wouldn't want to put my hand in it. I would feel weird. I don't. I don't go through the body scanner at the airport either. I'm, you have I'm that to. guy. No, you don't. You can do the pat down. You like the pat down? I love. No, I, I hate that too. Why don't you try getting a girlfriend? And they, <laughs> Sorry. They always ask you at the airport, they're like, uh, so how come you don't want to go through the body scanner? And I always do the same thing. I look at them, I look at the giant microwave that they're sending people into, and I look back and I go, I'm not getting in that fucking thing. Are you kidding me? And they always like, yeah, I guess that's a fair reason, that alone. Um, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't put my hand on, on the bone thing. What do you guys, let's talk about this real quick, and then let's wrap up. Uh, the FBI raid the next day. The, FBI the, raid. The movie did yeah. a poor... Th- I didn't like how it started with them addressing the raid yeah. because that's the big nut of the movie. And then when it finally comes back around, it is a big moment. It was kind of, for me, like yeah. a what-the-fuck uh, moment. Uh, too many rocks, s- not enough FBI raid footage or discussion. Yeah, doesn't he have cameras around his house? Probably this guy's a, a bit of a nut. He should have all this shit on film. He should have pay stubs, but... Uh, the FBI raid where they reference the conversation he had the day before and they make a point yeah. to say that we're, we put our phones away. Like, yeah. how the fuck did they do that? And if that, it's true. I didn't get that part. So they, so okay, so they put their phone, this is in the woods, right? Without, yeah. When they're outside. Mm-hmm. They put their phones away and then the, they had the, that discussion was used against them. What happened there? Yeah. Allegedly, they put their phones away and then they, Bob Lazar talked about the uh, element one fifteen, and they didn't show this. They kind of like they kind of. Like I was confused. I was like, what happened it. there? It wasn't. Pr- yeah, it wasn't. They good. did a shitty job. It wasn't good. I was excited making that moment. Uh, but the idea is that the next day when the FBI raided him, they referenced the conversation, and, that the, they and said, their phones were away though. Allegedly, yeah, the phones were away. Well, but their phones. How closely are the they thing, watching their phones, Bob Lazar? Their phones were away, but also. Like they do that thing, he does that thing where it's he speeds up the footage. Yeah, they're like talking in the woods for a while, and then he, and then he's like, okay, well, let's turn off our phones and put them away, and we're gonna talk about this thing. Is that it starts to become one of those moments where I'm like, where I'm like, yeah, like if anybody's listening in on your like if you're a person of interest and the FBI and different people or whatever are listening in on whatever your calls are, and they actively know. From where, from from the fact that you've got a producer and you've got a director, yeah, yeah. running around asking questions about a bunch of stuff and talking Could to everybody bugged. everywhere. I don't even think that it's bugged. I think it's literally just that it's like like they don't talk about whether they reference what conversation. The film does a poor job on the on the thing of what conversation did they reference. Very poor job. Yeah, in the sense that it is like 
the conversation after the phones went away or the fact that the conversation existed in the first place. Yeah, the fact or that... Or the fact that... Because it very easily... It, it very easily could be summed up to me as being like... He's on a like like Bob Lazar is on a short list. You've got directors and producers and you end up at this place where somebody gets a phone call somewhere or uh, an Intel update where they're like, hey, Bob Lazar is talking to a film crew. Yeah. And he like, turned his phone off. It's like, all right, we're going to go pay a visit to him. Well, and off. that's the thing is that it's like and if the yeah. lead up to that is if the lead up to that is like what's on the transcript on the like what's on the transcript on the phone recording that we've got is them going did you take stuff from did you take element 115 and then he goes can we turn off our phones yeah and move them to the side and then it becomes that moment where it's like oh well, we should raid his place because maybe <laughs> right after he turned off that stuff he's like he you said, guys want some element 115 he said yeah i've got <laughs> it and it's in my yeah. place like like we don't we don't yeah. know it's po- okay so there we, so we like, can explain it away possibly I it's still weird just though like i think that people it's one of those things that's like, and we've all become like more aware of it now, but it really is one of these things that's like, like our phone, like every device that we have is listening to everything that we do and it's actively giving information to everybody. Yeah. Like all of your information is for sale and it doesn't cost that much. Mm. It's a depressing note to end on. What do you guys? Right. Is Bob Lazar an alien? <laughs> no, but um, I think he uh, worked on uh, alien spacecraft. Could be. Uh, we do give our guests the opportunity to change their mind. I'm going to stick with Stream It. I think this is a very interesting documentary, albeit definitely made by a hipster filmmaker who made some bad choices. But Bob Lazar is an interesting story, uh, and I'm definitely going to do more research about him. I believe you, Bob. It's poorly done in some aspects of the movie but I still stick with stream it to piggyback off Rooney Bobbles are it's an interesting person you gotta put you get claims he worked for Area 51 and S4 like yeah. I wanna hear what he has to say so um, I'm gonna stick with don't stream it but I will say this is that I think that I think that Bob Lazar and his story are great like I don't I'm not saying don't. I'm I'm saying don't stream it because of the movie, right? Not because of Bob. You're not Rizal. saying don't stream Bob. We, yeah, we're on board with Bob. Like but the movie, we is, like Bob. I like I like him. I like him as a character. I think all the things that he's talking about and saying are very interesting. I just also think that the movie was done not well enough. That's fair. That's fair. Well, good luck to you, Bob Lazar. Mike, thank you uh, very much for being. I on. had fun. I really did. I had a good time too. Anything you want to plug, Stephen, before we get out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, still working on stuff with uh, the app Vert. So if you uh, hop online, you can or hop on your phone, you can pull up uh, the app. It's called VRT. Um, do a bunch of series there. We'll have a bunch of stuff coming out uh, in September for that. So that's when I'm gonna be really like, like pushing different shows and things Specific like that. Specific stuff but from Vert coming out. Yeah, specific September. stuff from Vert that's coming out. But at the same time, uh, you know, just. Uh, Netflix Book Club. Netflix Book Club, baby. You know, Netflix Book Club on Instagram. Like us. Rate, subscribe, review on iTunes. Throw us a five-star rating. It helps out a lot. Someone gave us a... We have a few ratings on iTunes. We so do. I like, and we've I like got, them. We've got a I'll, hilarious... I'll we have a hilarious one-star review. Yeah. And they wrote a thing about about us 
being terrible, and we're, I love it. That, they say we're terrible, and we don't know enough about films to be reviewing them. And I'd like to stress once again, this ain't really a review show. No, I we're mean, just talking. Yeah, we're just talking about movies because we love it. So that's it. Everyone, uh, say goodbye. I want to say one oh, last thing. Absolutely, oh, can't say goodbye. I'm an yet. alien. <laughs> Are you an alien? The greatest film of all time is Rocky. <laughs> Rooney stepped on it. Rocky. Just, Say it again, good and clear. The greatest film of all time is Rocky. Everybody say goodbye. 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 I disagree. Goodbye. <laughs>